A great man is always willing to be little. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. And let's just immediately enhance that by saying that a great woman is always willing to be little. It always amazes me now when I see quotes and realize that we have gone quite a long way in terms of it's more than about the men. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture, but this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Let me welcome you to this, which is the first episode actually that I've recorded since going into lockdown with the virus, or because of the virus, I should say. And uh, it seems appropriate then that this is the start of a series of three that I want to record on humility. Appropriate, I think, because if there was ever a situation that gives all of us the opportunity to rethink any inflated views we might have had about how we had everything figured out, even in a business sense, let alone in a broader life sense, this is it. And I certainly feel like I'm right in the middle of that and not even able to articulate any wonderful answers about it. It's certainly been a, a situation that has made me feel more humble, I think. Humility, then, has actually only been a word that I've felt really comfortable about talking about in business in the last few years. I used to have humility and generosity of two words that I never really felt that if I did talk about them, I would get a, a good audience for them. And now that's really changed. And that's kind of wonderful because, of course, I think it's such a powerful word and so much opportunity for us in the workforce. And that's what I want to explore today with you. What I want to do is to delve a little bit back into the meaning of humility and then to explore its impact both on us personally, on our state of mind, and also in the corporate sense on the impact that it has on organizations, and then go into an exercise on the potential that it offers to all of us. And then in the next couple of weeks, I want to look at uh, how it becomes the engine then for learning, for curiosity, for being able to admit mistakes, use mistakes wisely, all the things that, that we talk about wanting in our cultures and in our organizations. And if you're a regular listener to this blog, you'll know that I will often go back to the dictionary definition when I delve into a new topic. So I did that with humility. And what I saw that I really liked is that humility is to have a modest view of one's own importance. And I would see that as being distinct, for example, from having a highly arrogant view, an overinflated view, of course, of our own importance, but also of having a very kind of low self-esteem driven view where I just feel like I'm absolutely hopeless. So I actually rather liked that word modest, because I think if we think we're hopeless at everything, that isn't useful. But of course, if we think we're highly amazing at everything, that isn't useful either. And modesty, however, opens a lot of doors not a word I've heard in the corporate world, I must admit, but I think I'm going to experiment a bit with it now. But what I think it does do is it challenges so much of what we've become used to as the norm in terms of what we think we have to do to get ahead in organizations today. 
And if it's that arrogance, then that sense of our own importance that so often will then create the barriers between leaders and their people, between each of us at work with other people. If you think about the last conference that you attended, kind of funny to think about those things now, what we did before we were all confined to our homes. And think about the speakers, the leaders. You know, were they humble or were they arrogant? And one of the last conferences I went to, one of the leaders actually stood up and uh, we'd been working on an idea that we call above and below line. So taking responsibility or blaming and which way do you go? And this leader stood up and he told this story of how he had got into a real kind of negative spiral and had got very into the habit of blaming this particular supplier that they had for why things weren't working in their business and in sort of almost encouraging his people to do the same thing. And I spoke to somebody who'd been at the conference a couple of weeks later and what this woman said to me was, what made me confident more than anything that this time it's really going to be different and that the leaders really are serious about leading a change in our culture was because of stories like that. And that story in particular that I heard where I saw this leader stand up and just say, you know, I do this too. I'm being modest, in fact, being humble, saying this is about me. It's not just about you. So people, I think, are drawn to humility because I think it makes us all, makes other people feel more human, more approachable, easier to work with, easier to help, easier to ask for help, easier to trust. So the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm actually realizing that it is the cornerstone of so many of the cultural goals that organizations have. Collaboration, for example, customer centricity, care for people. Even innovation requires us to frequently prepare to admit failure and, and to look foolish. And yet we don't talk so much about humility. We tend to talk about these other things that perhaps are one level up, a little bit more superficial. And I think it's because most of us do still believe that we have to portray how great we are in order to succeed. And we've not been able to walk that fine line between arrogance and a lack of confidence. We're worried that if we don't look very confident, that we're going to look unconfident. And I think that's certainly true for me. So modesty becomes a very interesting word for me. I hope it is for you too. So here's the exercise that I've designed for us to start exploring. I think humility is a mindset. It's a state of mind, a lens through which we see the world. So imagine for a moment that you have a modest view of your own importance, as the dictionary definition said. And I stress that word modest, not severely low self-esteem, but also not overinflated. And let's have a look at the influence that that would have on the actions that you would take. And we'll imagine it in two scenarios, personal and as an organization. So as I think about this at a personal level, it would lead me to ask for more help. It would lead me to say that I don't know when I don't know. It leads me to value the opinion of others, which of course is an essential part of listening and asking for other people's opinion. Because if I think I have all the answers already, why would I bother? And then not only to listen, but then to use those to adjust my position 
not occasionally, but often. It leads me, I think, to recognise the value and the importance of others, to talk less, to empower more. So what does it do for you? If your opinion of yourself was modest, that you are of modest importance, what does that do for you? And what impact did that have then on the others around you? How does that lift them up? So you might write some of that down. And then let's have a think about your organisation. So imagine if your organisation has a modest view of its own importance. Again, we're so used to saying how good we are all the time. And I think for us as an organisation, it leads us to never take our clients for granted, to remember that we're only a small part of their lives. So for me, for example, while we in our organisation think that culture is the number one thing, you know, our clients have got other priorities as well. I think it leads us to overestimate our competitors. They're good at what they do. Yes, they are good. And if we left the market, others would step into our shoes. The world wouldn't fall over. That's a hard thing to think about, but it changes so many things about what we then do. It makes me so alert. It makes me realise that we've got to continually improve. And as I write this, with COVID throwing everything up in the air, I think it's good to remember that we're not indispensable. That, you know, a new technology or a new crisis can come along and turn everything upside down and the world does go on. So that's my exercise, my offering to you this week, is to think about you in relation to having a modest view of your own importance, both as yourself and with your team as your organisation. Or you could do it for your team within your organisation. And then start to think about, let's play this as if it was for real. Let's pretend that we have that modest view, whether or not we do. And let's play as if. What does that modest view, what does that humility cause us to do differently from what we're doing now? I think you're going to find some very interesting examples. This has been a very thoughtful week for me as I've been considering what I was going to say about humility. And I'm very glad to have shared it with you from my home of lockdown. And I will share more ideas on humility next week. Stay well and enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. <music>